I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Hello, fellow nerds. Hello, nerds. We are here to entertain you. Join us. <laughs> that is our purpose in life. Purpose. <laughs> it is uh, 42. So, it is Monday night. This is... Looks like this is going to be our recording night. We are set to release this episode midnight on Wednesday. So Will and I just finished watching the DC animated feature, The Long Halloween Part 1. Part Uno. Say, Parte Uno. Parte Uno. We will be offering a review of said film later in the episode. See. But for now, we are going to do our 2.5-minute drill. Because we're nerds. We can't just do a 2-minute drill. It's got to be 2.5 minutes. So, do you want to go first? Are you turning on the stopwatch? Yeah, I got, I got, <laughs> I got the stopwatch. Wait, am I asking questions or am I no, asking questions? No, this is what's going on in your life. Okay, well... Uh, Ready, go. A few Two and a half minutes. Sometime the last few weeks, uh, my wife, Mandy was watching YouTube just randomly a fan film I made over a de- over 12 years ago before we met in 2009 came on well it was the it wasn't a complete fan film it was a failed Ghostbusters fan film that me and Tom Gray second family oh, member yeah. of the Central North Carolina Ghostbusters sorry I gave away I, rem- I remember this yes uh, well she saw that she's like no it's so okay cute. by the way we live in North Carolina ha 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 I- anyway uh, so uh, so she's like, that's so cute. I want to do a fan film. Let's make a fan film, Ghostbuster fan film. I want to be in it. And I was like, yeah, at first I was like, well, I wasn't planning to make a fan film, but then later I went insane. And I've been. <laughs> you went insane? Yes. I've been. I've gone insane and I'm like, help, uh, we're designing her costume right now. I'm uh, working on her character for the potential fan film. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna pan out or not. I contacted Ken Buchanan of the Hickory Ghostbusters today, and he told me, "Yeah, you know, he'd love to be in it and help out in any way." So right now, I'm just gathering my resources. Uh, my Ghostbusters the video game Proton Pack is almost finished. Um, only got the Proton stream and the slime blower. I didn't do the other stuff, but. Uh, so I'm going to make something for Mandy. It's kind of probably going to be some proton pistols because she complained and said my pack was too heavy. Uh, we're kind of making her a cowgirl Ghostbusters, so that fits. Uh, but uh, well, that's what's one thing happening. That's uh, like what I've been obsessed with. Makes sense, man. Did I run out of time? Uh, no, you got 30 seconds. Okay. Um, Dan Johnson... Uh, um, keeps asking me when I'm going to get that coloring done on the uh, work we're going to we're going to sell uh, sell around it's not the right word tell, tell the nerds who Dan Johnson is for those who don't know I don't have time in 10 <laughs> got seconds 15 seconds <laughs> uh, but he used to write for Dennis the Menace Mark's Trail uh, he used to I'm in the National Cartoonist Society of the Southeast Chapter um, he, uh, he knows Mark Marcus Hamilton, uh, um, 
Oh, I'm under pressure. I give you a few extra seconds. Under okay. pressure. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what. We'll do the two and a half minute drill each. Well, and if, and if we want awesome. He's a longtime friend of mine, and he—I uh, didn't know who he was when we became friends, but he's helped me get a lot of gigs. Not always paying gigs, but gigs. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, and he's written. So he writ, He's written a manga, and a, he's a writer. He's written a bunch of uh, graphic novels uh, for Campfire pu- publisher, Campfire graphic novels or whatever they're called they're uh uh he's he's worked for charlton neo with roger mckenzie and paul cumberberg and i i was working with him for a bit but nothing i did got published to them he got turned down it took like a year just to tell us no but <laughs> he used to be editor at charlton neo um empire comics lab he's a, he, and a writer uh editor and writer um uh, and I think here recently, uh, well, definitely Redline Comic Studio, which is not a small-time publisher, but is you know a comic studio. I think he founded that. Um, he he, uh, he got me to. He, he's always including me. Um, you know, we we usually were usually pretty tight. Um, uh, I haven't put out as much work as I wish. You know, just busy struggling with mental health issues like brain fog and depression and stuff over, since 2016. Don't like to talk about that anymore, but you know. Hopefully I'll get a... Oh, we're doing this podcast. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, hopefully I'll get a lot more work turned out in the future. So Dan is asking me, I'm supposed to be coloring this thing for like Redline Comic Studio. And uh, I don't know. There's not really much else to report. I'm still drawing this Benai comic story for a client, and that's been going on for two years now. Um, I'll eventually get that done for the client, and he'll get it printed and published. Ace is not in a hurry. <laughs> nope. Well, it's like a personal. He project. wanted it done like by the October 2020. But it wasn't happening. <laughs> you need to get your, get your tunnel he vision forgave me, huh? down for that, right? <laughs> what now? You need to harness your tunnel vision for that. Just like yeah, I don't. I have ADD, Richard. <laughs> I don't have tunnel vision. <laughs> I'm on the straight and narrow. Or maybe it's more like the side quests are the main. Those of us, those of us who, which I, I've not been diagnosed, Will actually has. So, but those of us who have <clears throat> ADD. It's hard sometimes to harness our tunnel vision. It uh, comes upon us. Oh, that tunnel vision. Even when we don't wish it to be there. Well, <laughs> my I'm, wife frequently complains about mine. Like I, I get like zoned out or focused yeah. on something that I think that I'm trying to get done, and it's like everything else gets like tuned out. Yeah, either I'm not focused at all, or I'm too focused on the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's keep this thing moving here. I'm going to do my 2.5-minute drill. So let's see. Yeah, we're tweaking this thing along the way, too. Like, if it, you know, if it ends up being a little more or a little less, then that's okay. So let's see, 2.5 minutes. What has happened in my life over the past week? Uh, I'm tired. That's nothing new. Yes. (laughs) 
the to new bring up the energy. New baby is is still uh, waking us up multiple times a night. Um, so I've been uh, usually at least once during the night. I'll try to just hold her for like half an hour so that Laura can sleep. That's my wife's name, Laura. And um, so I've been watching Netflix basically while I do that. Like so, I was watching. This I guess this is like a prequel for for later. But what have I been watching? In the middle of the night, I've been watching Space Force actually on on Netflix. Uh, it's quite funny actually. Cool. Um, written know. by created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels oh. of uh, The Office fame. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's got John Malkovich is in it. Uh, Andrew o. Yang, who's who's also a very funny stand up comedian, and uh, a number that of other. Funny. Yeah, another uh, several other like A and B listers, if you will, and uh, yeah, it's, it's I've been enjoying it. It's, it's really funny, and um, a little bit of sci-fi in there, but it's mostly a comedy, and uh, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 pretty good, and it's comedy with heart. It's Greg oh, Daniels cool. does a good job. You I know? would have expected more sci-fi. I would call it since it's called Space Force. Well, it's a it's about the. Um, the actual agency that Trump, oh. Trump created, so they 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 took like, that idea and ran with it and made a show. Okay, I was thinking um, like uh, so it's Star like, Trek Lower Decks or it's like tongue in tongue in cheek. So like, and Steve Carell plays a boss. You know, what else? Shocker. Um, who somehow stumbles upon victory, similar to like Michael in the Office. You know, Michael is like successful, but he's an idiot. Uh, this guy's not—he's not exactly an idiot, but he's somewhat of an idiot. So it's, it's kind of a similar vibe, except it's military. Sometimes so idiots like, are my favorite. <clears throat> anyway, but I've been enjoying that show, and then obviously I've watched The Simpsons, which we are going to do an episode one day. I would on love. The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. Yeah, Will actually introduced me to The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, I love it. What was it? I know more about it than Batman. <laughs> ah, well, then we we well, definitely I love Batman, but we definitely need to do. What we should do is a Simpsons episode. Marvel and DC. Yeah. We should highlight a Simpsons episode about Batman. <laughs> if uh, there is, I'm uh, sure there is one. Uh, it's been, yeah, I'm sure. It's been around 30 years. I'm sure they've done one at some point. Adam or like West Michael has been on there. Has he? Oh, I'm, oh, that would be perfect. It would be impossible for him not to have been. I know, I know. For you know, they had so many other celebrities on there. Mel Gibson's been on there, and like tons, just so many other people. Rodney Dangerfield. He had a character. Yeah, recurring character like two oh, episodes. Oh yeah, Dan, uh, he was Mr. Burns' son. <laughs> yes, you know respect. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, Homer Simpson. No. Uh, that's something. That's great. I played around with that for one episode. Harnessed your voice talent. Yeah, like I, I played around voice. with that for one or episode. Not. I did like a. Um, Moses like reads Shakespeare's sonnets. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like. Um, but my voice wasn't oh, very good that day. Great. Like I think, I think that's when I had COVID. So like I couldn't do a very good Mo impression that particular day. But I've also been watching more Simpsons recently, so it's easier to to do it once I've been watching it. It's like <clears throat> I was trying to think of a funny bit where like who different people Mo could have a conversation with, like or like different characters. Like I don't know if he's ever had a conversation with Mr. Burns. It's like. You know that's a good question. Maybe we sh- that should be like our X Files thing. That's a joke, by the way. We try to figure out 
the truth of whether or not Mr. Burns and Mo have ever interacted at all in the last thirty some years. <laughs> yeah, so so I can I could Did I derail you by the way? I'm really No, sorry. no. Now I'm wanting to improvise like all right, so I'm good at derailing scene. I'm all always right, so, derailed. So Mo's at the bar. My life's a side quest. It's it's eleven AM, Mo's at the bar. <laughs> 11 a.m. on a Friday. Most no wicked 11. No one is there except for Barney, who's like sleeping in a booth. Well, that makes sense. You know, that's why Moe's like, <laughs> 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 <You> couldn't leave. <laughs> um, the night so Moe's Moe's sitting behind the bar. You know, it just opened. But Barney, of course, has yeah. been there overnight. Well, Mo sleeps in the back room anyway. Oh yeah, that's true. That's where he lives. <laughs> and uh, and Mr. Burns walks in, so he knows who he is because wait, he li- did this happen? No, I'm making this up as okay. I go. So I don't like, know if so, I've ever seen Mr. So Burns in the bar before. Exactly. So here's the scene. Oh, uh, Mr. Burns there. Well, I, I've never seen you in here before. What can I do for you? I would like a drink. A drink? Uh, okay, what can I get you? I would like a gin and tonic, please. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't carry any gin here. Nothing but beer. I, I got Duff. Do you like Duff? No, I'm afraid not. Smithers? <laughs> you know who has been in Moe's Tavern? What was that? Smithers. Smithers has? Wasn't there an episode where Smithers turned it, the tavern into a gay bar? <laughs> that sounds familiar. Oh, that's fami- right. And sounds Mo, familiar. Moe was gay for a short period. <laughs> probably until he decided he still loved Marge, but yeah. <laughs> Marge. Yeah, and then there's another episode where he you found out he was like living... In, or no, no, he rented out the a, a room above the Simpsons garage to an immigrant family. <laughs> oh. Wasn't there an episode where Mo or somebody was just hiding in the attic? Yeah, he was just up, like, well, no, like Homer and Marge were up there. Like, I forget why they went up there, but they started kissing, and, and Mo suddenly cuts to Mo sitting over the corner. Yeah, He's I think like, I remember that. Don't, don't stop on my account <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. Do you mm-hmm. remember the uh, that one room, a date adjacent from the dining room that does or does not exist depending on who who the writer is and whether or not it, the room is useful. <laughs> oh, in, in their house or yeah. the Simpsons? The room house? that does or does not exist depending on who's writing and <laughs> whether or not it's useful in the story. Hmm. It's like when the bar is suddenly next to the church, but in other episodes it's far away. <laughs> oh yeah, my wife and I quote frequently like. We the one episode we watched together. I, I got her to watch one with me a while back, and something's happening to the the church at some point. Like I think it's like caught on fire or something during the episode, and then it just cuts to the the minister watching in horror. And he's like, "Not the church. Oh. Jesus lives there." <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh. And I, I frequently, now that I have an iPad, uh, which this is being recorded on, uh, I frequently think of the Steve Mobs episodes. He's like, he, he talks about the MyPad. He's like, MyPad. My it's a giant expensive smartphone that you can't call anyone with. <laughs> you remember the episode where all the iPads uh, rose to power and ruled mankind? I don't think I've seen that one. I've seen one where Homer gets a MyPad and then it breaks... And he's like super sad. He's like, he's like, oh, you know, like he has, 
I think he won in a contest. He's like, I won. <laughs> He's like, finally won something. It's better than a. It's better than a sexy leg in a window. See that? That's <laughs> someone's voice. I can't do Homer Simpson's voice very well. Like, it's but, so hard to to get his. Like, that's true. I did do a little. Skit. That was a Christmas story joke. If you didn't get it, by the way, was it? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but I don't want to derail us from. Something. I've never seen the whole thing. Like, okay. I've, I've seen clips and. Yeah, it's it a didn't... Christmas tradition for the Murdochs and Boyers. Oh, uh, okay. We both hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we watch it anyway because we grew up with it. There you go. It's just, I think what I saw it. of it <laughs> didn't impress me. I was like, why is this famous? Um, one I do like to watch is National Lampoon's Christmas classic. Vacation. Oh, we, yeah, that's our favorite. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely my favorite. Mandy loves... Tim Mount Santa Claus films. You know, we have completely derailed all this. Yes, we have. All right, so let's get to our, our next segment here, and I'm actually going to stop this so we have a segue. Hey, nerds. Richard here, taking a moment to talk to you about the podcast. If you have enjoyed one or all of our episodes, please take a moment to like subscribe and or follow us Uh, we are on spotify google and apple Uh, if you're listening on apple please take a moment to leave us a review it really does help and let your friends know as well shout it from the rooftops come on you know you want to okay and we're back so we're going to talk about what we've been reading Oh, we are? Oh, great. So, Will, since you were just talking about it and you brought the book with you, tell me what you've been reading. Yeah, uh, my wife, Mandy, I've been collecting, like, like things like Tobin's Spirit Guide lately. That's a Ghostbusters reference. So, Mandy surprised me with a book from one of my favorite shows, uh, and I can't believe just the high quality of this thing. It is journal number three from Gravity Falls, and the book was actually co-created by the series creator and this thing is amazing and awesome and there's actually stuff in here that supplements the show and there are puzzles in this thing that for you to decode i want to take a black light to this because there might be there, i'm serious there might be uh there might be some uh, hidden stuff and you watched you, you watch game theory game theory you mean the- uh, film theory game theory by matt pat he, he did this he did you don't know who Stan Pines is until you've read the book. Well, you haven't finished the. I haven't finished the series, like, and I, I don't want to spoil it for you. I watched like the f- first two seasons, or, or you watch definitely that. all That's of season one. On and so, yeah, I need to pick it back up. I have Disney Plus right now, so I could do that. Blow your mind. Nice. I I, I really enjoyed mind. it. It's it's, it's like. It's yeah, it was just really pleasant. Like it struck a chord like of like it had the the mystery and it had the weird humor and because it's a cartoon there's something like nostalgic and comforting about it. And and yet it it's like on the edge of gross sometimes too, but it, but not too gross. You know, it's like I don't know, just it's like struck that that Scooby-Doo sweet spot kind of thing but better than scooby-doo frankly. oh yeah yeah i mean this not to derail from the journal but scooby-doo mystery incorporated is a really high quality scooby-doo series you should watch mm-hmm. that i 
What didn't come out? The entire series is connected. It's one big story. I don't know. Twenty twelve. <laughs> it, it's great. That does sound great. It's great. We should just you know we should talk about that too. Mm. You would love it. Scooby Doo Incorpor- Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, they. Um, oh, man, there's so much to talk about about that that version. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, what? Well, yeah, I mean, my gosh. Like I grew up. Scooby is an alien in it. <laughs> Way to spoil it. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, it's just, it's like Gravity Falls. With well, you know, it, I guess, so they tried to explain why he can talk. Yes. It's like, yes. And it's not just like one thing. It's central to the plot. Interesting. Okay. Everything. Okay. It's crazy. I mean, you should see, no. you should see Mr. Incorporated. I, I'm assuming he's from the same planet as uh, yes. George, George Jetson's dog. No, no. <laughs> but, um... Oh man, I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched it, but that's a really good Scooby show. If you love Gravity Falls, you will love Mystery Incorporated. There is a huge mystery that runs the entire thing. You know what is is it on streaming service? It used to be on Netflix. You should look it up. It's great. I will have to check that out. Um, If I'm up at four a.m. tonight, I'll have to see if that's on there. (laughs) There is a gigantic mystery. Every it's episodic, but every episode ties into the central. I love that mystery. I love series like that where. There's this one now. This very different TV series, live action, but it's called The Killing. The Killing, and um, it's a it's like a murder mystery thing that takes place in Seattle. There's not many TV shows that take place in Seattle. Like I can't think of the last one I've seen that took place in Seattle. So it's like a different it's a different setting than you're used to, and it's kind of dark and dismal. But like the entire first season is like this one long arc with. You know this this murder mystery, and you don't find out who did it until the last episode or two. Well, the and entire like, series, or yeah, the season, the, the first season. Like, oh, okay. Like they did end up having four seasons, but the first season I think was was the best, and it was written the best out of the four seasons. Like, and it just like nice, yeah. So I love it when a TV series can do that and make it cohesive, even if it's just through one. Like the first season of Heroes, for instance. Yeah, I need to was see the best. that. Like um, yeah, I haven't seen it or Reborn. Need yeah, to. I haven't. I haven't done Reborn, but like, because it it started going downhill. Oh really? Like the further you went into the series, didn't that happen where the writing strike happened in Hollywood? Hmm, that's possible. I don't. Yeah, but you're, you're talking about downhill, so that that reminded me of that. It could be. Yeah, it could be. I don't remember what year that was. I don't know. It was a while back. So anyway, back to oh, your, yeah. back to your um, book here. Listen, I don't want to spoil this for you. It's just there is something that just blows my mind about. Uh, so they did a really good this, job, like putting clues throughout yeah. the throughout the series, and yeah, and this book. Uh, I mean, what's the guy's name who wrote this? Is it Hirsch? I can't remember right now. That sounds that sounds correct. His last name is Hirsch. I took the cover off of this because if you take the cover off, uh, all the copyright information is like on the cover, so it just looks like the real journal when you take the cover nice. off. Nice. There is a little bit, yeah, Alex Hirsch, in yeah, the yeah, very yeah. back page. That sounds right. Um, and that's why I took the cover off because I might do some Ghostbuster fan films or something, and this is just going to be a prop somewhere. Nice. And it looks great. Any, sitting in the background. Anyway, um, in the first episode. I can't remember it all. Matt Pat did a really great job bringing this theory 
and I believe this theory is actually what Alex Hirsch meant, and he hid it. Uh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to ruin it for you. It's too amazing. Yeah. And awesome. Yeah. Don't. Don't. But, uh, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> there, there's an axolotl in the very first episode, watching over Stan uh. Pines, uh, and that is an important clue. The she is supposed to be the axolotl in the theory, but uh, if you want to borrow this book later, let me know. But I encourage you after you watch the full series. Series. Have it, has it finished? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was. Only, I wasn't sure if it was still yeah. going on or not. No, no, no. He got canceled, but I'm pretty sure Alex Hirsch said. Was he able to complete the story? Yeah, he was. He. I don't think he ever planned more seasons, so it was okay. Uh, it's completely wrapped up. Uh, anything, any loose ends were in this journal here. Nice. This uh, printed, this published journal. Um. I mean, the best mysteries are the ones that you have to figure out yourself that aren't handed to you. Yeah. And that's yeah. what Alex Hirsch has done. How far did you get in Gravity Falls? It's somewhere in season two. Like, uh, that that really annoying, like, blonde-haired child oh, was, yeah, the, was coming around and doing things. Like, I don't remember his name. I just the Richie Rich parody. I don't remember. very annoying. Like, I don't know. You know, yes, Louisiana great. accent. Oh man, I wish I could like do voices a, like you. Like an old man in a little man's body. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Goosebumps, Richard. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, that character was very annoying. So, <clears throat> wait, you didn't get. How, how, how many great uncles do they have? I, uh, dude, I don't remember. I, I'd have you to. Didn't, you didn't like get I, very. You got stuff to watch, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably I have can't. to go back and start back at the beginning, like, because it's been, like I said, I haven't watched it Boom. since it was actually coming out. Your brain explodes. I think I had, I had like Sprint TV on my f- smartphone at the time, I think, and it had the Disney Channel, cool. and like you could watch it, like the most recent and it's episodes. it's on Hulu too. Uh, okay. But you, you don't, do you have Hulu? Not currently, okay. but I have Disney Plus. So oh, okay, so, well that's so good. be on there. Uh, so, you are aware that they did... Two crossovers, brief cameo crossovers, very brief, with Rick and Morty. No, I didn't. Yes. Ha! Yes. Um, Sweet. Oh, man, but I can't tell you because you might, I don't think you're far enough in the series. Yeah, I want to, I want, yeah, I want to get back to it. That, in fact, I, I, I mean, start it back up tonight. Like, that Ooh. sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I did enjoy that yeah. series. Uh, so there is a Rick and Morty character. There's a missing character. I, I can't tell you who the character is because I don't think you've gotten that far in the series. But there's a missing Gravity Falls character. Um, and in one episode of Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty are in a drive through window getting something in their like UFO car or something. And they pass the window at the restaurant. Inside is another Rick from another dimension. And he's with this missing Gravity Falls character that are at a table <laughs> together. Nice. Um, oh. This missing Gravity Falls character, I can't tell you who he is. He got sucked into a portal before the series began. He's just been dimension hopping. So, of course, he winds up with a Rick somewhere in the multiverse. The <laughs> creators of Rick and Morty and uh, Gravity Falls are friends. And that's how they happened. Nice. Uh and then in another episode, a portal opens up in one episode of Rick and Morty, and they throw some 
a coffee cup and a notepad and a pen inside and then one episode of gravity falls the portal opens up and that those same things but in the art style of rick and morty come into their world so obviously i don't think that what is that cartoon network but i don't think disney cartoon network would have I don't know. I mean, that one Disney did, did Gravity appear. Falls. I don't know who Rick and Morty comes out of it. Is yeah. it a cartoon? I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, especially since one is for mature the Cartoon audience. Network, or is it, uh, um, or is it Fox? Per, I want to say sure it's, it's Fox. Cartoon Network. Is it Fox? It might be Fox. I can't remember. It might be FX, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought it was Adult Swim. I don't know. I can't remember. I just know I've seen it. Available on Hulu. All, I, all I'm all I'm saying is that you're right. You're right. Rick and Morty appeared in the Space Jam two. <laughs> no, that's Warner Brothers. Yeah, it is. No, no, Fox is owned by Disney now. No, it is. It's Warner yeah. Brothers. Fox is owned by Disney. I yeah. don't know the legal copyright to that. I don't know how that. I mean, Falls they just have to work out a deal, Morty. you know? Yeah, like, I, I guess so. Yeah, it's like. Well, the weirdest thing is you would you would think the companies, especially Disney, wouldn't want an association with a M-rated show, with their kids' show. But anyway, it's great stuff. And let me know when you finally uh, finish the series. Let me know what you think. Yeah, I'll and if you that. want to borrow the book, let me know. You know, Will it's... do. No, I love a good mystery. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed the don't, series Lost. Don't let your girls color it like a coloring book. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> Hated that they didn't tie up all the loose ends and lost, but I still enjoyed the series thoroughly. But lost, lost me. <laughs> I was lost. In... <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. I guess I'll take a couple minutes to talk about what I've been reading. Um, so let's see. I just started, kind of in honor of the fact that the Batman released on HBO Max today. Cool, 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 um, cool, cool. I started reading a sequel novel that came out. I'm assuming it came out before the movie. I, I just found it today. I did a search for the Batman novelization and instead found a prequel. Huh. So it's like telling backstory, like the, the chapter I'm in right now. Well, I'm in the first chapter, but it's, um, <clears throat> it's uh, telling a little bit of the backstory of like Thomas Wayne and him running for mayor and stuff. Huh. But it's going to be basically the timeline leading up to the events of the movie itself. Uh, I didn't so, know that existed. I didn't either until today. Like I, I just looked up because I, I thought about trying to think of things to read, and so I just looked up the Batman novelization and didn't find one for the movie itself. But then I found that instead. So I was like, okay, Neat. let's check it out. Did that shed any light on the film itself? Don't know yet. Oh, okay. You're still. I'm sure it will. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm sure it'll tie in. But like I just started it today. Oh, okay. And um, yeah. So that that should be cool. What's um, that called? I think it's just called the the Batman prequel, or yeah. imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made a post about it on the Irreverent Nerd Instagram. Oh, okay, sorry, I hadn't seen it yet. So yeah, anyway, but yeah, that's that's one thing I'm reading. Let's see if I'm reading anything else that's nerdy. I don't know. I, I know one thing I want to read next, though, is um, the Dark Vic Dark Victory, which is the sequel to The Long Halloween. You told me about yeah. that, and I will confess that I don't know if I've ever heard of The Dark Victory. I have not read The Long Halloween. I've read Killing Joke. I've read The Dark Knight Returns. I've, I'm ashamed. 
My yeah. nerd card has been revoked. The, the long the, Halloween. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, obviously that one comes first. Yeah, yeah we watched that. So we're going to review that later, the, the animated version. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's going to be our, what are we watching? Yeah, but it's a shame I, ha- I didn't read the comic. The yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, I'm assuming it follows. It's been so long since I read it that I don't know. I think it follows it pretty pretty closely, like, like yeah, even I maybe mean, down to verbatim, like, dialogue and stuff. I'm really interested. It's like, you can't get much better than Jeff Loeb and Tim yeah, Sale. I mean, yeah, I remember like, those are some of your favorites. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they, their team-up has just worked really well whenever they've teamed up for things, like... Um, but yeah, Long Halloween, I think, was one of the first Batman graphic novels that I read. It was Is um, that from the 80s, or when did they make no, that? No, like... It's been within the last twenty years, like huh. so. It was before. I don't know. I thought it was older. It was before. I think it was like shortly before Nolan's series. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a lot more recent was, than I thought. I, th- I think so. It's like late nineties, early two thousands, kind of in that range. Well, I think. no, I mean nineties. That sounds a, more in line with what I thought, but yeah, because like Batman Begins came out in two thousand five, yeah. so like it and did? I. Yeah. Oh man. Crazy, right? You know, I, I just got out of high school. Well, you know, I went did... to see it in the theater. Like we hadn't been friends too long at that point. Like right, we went to see it. You were in college already. That's where we met. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Man. Oh, uh, you and me both. I thought. <sighs> yeah, remember that same summer wow. we saw episode three that was in 20, theaters about twenty years ago. Yeah, seventeen years ago. My gosh. It's crazy, right? Oh, I'm, I'm having a life crisis right now, Richard. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> been podcast. We've been, we've been friends for eight, <laughs> we've been friends for almost eighteen years. It's crazy, right? We've been friends long enough for children to grow up into adulthood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I know. Yeah, you know, I've seen oh some of my <laughs> wife's family members before I even met my wife. I was. Uh, t- Watching them in children's church at my church, didn't even know they were related. Now, I have watched those kids grow up. Yeah, her, her cousins, cousins' kids. <laughs> uh, oh man! But all this stuff was like yesterday to me. Okay, let's see what else I've been reading lately. I haven't technically read it this week, um, but in, in regards to just comics I've read recently. Like off and on, I've been reading the the Fable series. I don't know if you've read any of those. I've the, seen them in uh, for sale on shelves. Yeah, it's it's really well I done. Think. I think it's won the Eisner Award. Uh, no, once no, or twice. Like I'm confusing it with Grimm's Fairy Tales. Ah, no, no. What is Fable? So Fable, like it, um, it does. It takes a lot of the fairy tales, basically, but makes it. As if they were, there's like a fairy tale world, like a separate dimension almost that they all live in. But then some evil entity is attacking all of them in their world. So some of them have to go into our world and, and start living in our world. And they start their own like cities and stuff. And, cool. and like, so they're trying to hide their their power. Those of them, those of them that have powers, you know. So it's got like all the classics. Many of them Grimm's, you know, like. Like Red Riding Hood, you know, Little Boy Blue. Um, they just had one with Sinbad, and cool, you know, cool, coming cool. in from a different part. They had one with uh, Geppetto, and, and Geppetto is like a 
a he's kind of like a godfather but he's made an entire race uh, of uh, wooden people uh, from the sacred wood you know and stuff like sacred wood and um and it's like I think it's a mature comic so it has like mature themes oh, and language okay. and stuff well that blows out my plot to get my wife to into comics with it since she loves Once Upon a Time <laughs> I mean she might like this like it's not it's not like it's not hardcore in terms of like it might be like like if it was a TV show it'd probably be TV 14 or something like that okay maybe PG 13 if it was a movie so it's not hardcore okay it might not be mature rating because you know it's definitely like the definitely like PG 13 TV 14 you know um I don't know what the comic equivalent of that is but um they just say 14 plus 13 plus I don't even remember I know I've seen the ones that are like 18 plus I mean that's kind of a given it's obvious or 17 plus or whatever Oh, like, okay. <clears throat> anyway, my wife's like Captain America. She wants me to watch my language now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm picking about the tour rating. Well, that's cool, man. Maybe I'll check that out sometime. Yeah, no, it's um, it's done pretty well. Um, just I've read a few off and on over the years. Like, so I was reading another one not too long ago, and I read a little bit of um, Invincible. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I want to get into that. So I hadn't I hadn't yeah. watched the series at all some of the on Amazon, but I got started reading the comics. On yeah, them. and uh, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was I like, like the art style. I didn't um, I didn't get super into it. Okay, but um, but yeah, like read a little bit of that, and um, so what else? Yeah, honestly, since since I got like. Like the few times I've had Kindle Unlimited, where they have this tie-in with Comixology, and you can read oh, certain certain ones. Really, with Kindle, uh, you can read like Volume One of certain cool. series for free. So I've I've read quite a few. Um, and then, but then also, every now and then I'll, I'll stop by Sailfish Comics yeah, and, and yeah. Get, get something that looks interesting. Yeah, get something new. So. Uh, Having a brain fart right now. Anyway, that's some of the stuff I've been reading. Um, so I guess we'll stop this segment yeah. and then we'll transition into what are we watching, which tonight was The Long Halloween. And we're back. We are back. Now we're going to review the DC animated film The Long Halloween Part 1. Part 1. Part 1. I don't, know, I don't know how to say Halloween in in uh, Spanish. I don't know. Halloween. Dios muertes. I don't know. I, do, I don't know. Spanish. I did learn a little bit more about the backstory of Halloween. Um, the actual dates Halloween. back to Celtic mythology. Yes. And like the caves in Ireland, you know, spirits could come out. I did, I on did a paper. Oh, Hallow's Eve. Did you? Cool. Yeah, like a brief paper. Can't remember. Anyway. I can't remember why I did the paper. I didn't know about the caves, but I did know. I did some very surface level digging, I guess. Well, I've got a lot of. I've always, well, I say always, but I've long been interested in Celtic stuff. Cool, cool, um, cool. And found out I have a, a good bit of Celtic blood in me. <laughs> I'm thirty five percent Scottish, you know. I mixed up my Irish and Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and I'm also 
was it uh, like eight percent like Nordic you know like Swedish I think it's Swedish yeah eight percent Swedish oh that's right you, you got the uh, did you get that ancestry ancestry.com yeah. mm-hmm. but yeah like the I biggest percentage that. came up as uh, Scottish which is I'm cool I'm going to be disappointed if I'm not like partially Jewish <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but I'm kidding I love the Jewish people anyway, anyway yeah. we're we're getting off of tangents again. We need to stay focused yes, here. We do. So, Long Halloween. So you had seen it already. Yeah, I've seen it, but I have not read the comic. And yeah. you, but I've read the comic, but I hadn't seen the film yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen part one and two back yeah. to back in the same day. Not you, today. Yes, yeah, but relatively recently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a few months ago. Okay, so your memory is fresher on it. Uh, it's been quite a while since I read. Maybe the last comic. year, actually. Um, I can't remember. If it was right before I ended my subscription to HBO Max. I remember where I read it now. So when I got, when I bought Batman Begins years ago, it came with a a copy of The really? Long Halloween, or at least cool. it was it was the, it was part of The Long Halloween. It was like the beginning of it. Oh, really? So you didn't get to read the whole thing? No, I, I did eventually. Like, oh, okay, great. Either. I either bought it or I like got a cup of coffee and read the whole thing at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've all been guilty of that. <laughs> yep. I don't remember which. Um, like I usually felt a little guilty doing that so I'd like wouldn't read the whole thing, you know. I'd, I like, don't. I'd... Except when the comic book shop owner gets mad at me. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a library. That yeah. happened once. <laughs> well yeah, big oh, shit. Yeah, you know, uh, actually does... that was uh, selfish earlier. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Brett. Yeah, yeah. Not a, that was like a decade ago. I don't use them as a library anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because that's that's their livelihood. So they don't yeah. want people just standing there reading their reading a comic. Uh, I remember one time a random parent came in, and they were like, "What are the age ratings? Why is Spider-Man got an A on it?" And I was like, "I don't know. I thought A meant adult." And Brett shoot me away. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I need to learn about the age rating systems and not talk to other people's customers. <laughs> so, had you um, had you heard about the Long Halloween, you know, before? I'm assuming you had heard about it before you watched it. Like it's you famous. just, yeah, because it's well known in the Batman community, the DC yeah, comics world. Yeah, influenced like the Nolan trilogy and obviously the newest Batman film. Very probably even more so. Or at least certain elements of the Long Halloween are are definitely inspired, kind of the the police procedural aspect of the most recent movie. Right. Um, and I can't remember right now exactly what parts um, in the Long Halloween found its way into the Batman film, but probably. <laughs> Probably Falcone's father uh, bringing a young Falcone to get operated on at Wayne Manor by Thomas Wayne. Probably that came from Long Halloween, but I don't remember right now. Well, I think that was a flashback. It might not have been Long Halloween. Yeah, definitely. Well, no, it was because they talked it was, about it. Yeah. Well, I think they did, or at least they they talked about. I think they implied. They talked it about in the connection. Yeah, like the connection. Yeah. The Falcone family had with Wayne, and then, and then on the yacht scene, talked about that they, 
built a hospital together, like the children's hospital or whatever. Oh, wait. Um, Thomas Wayne yeah. worked together with Falcone to get yeah. the children's hospital built. And um, uh, I just remembered, it might have come from Long Halloween originally, but the Batman Adventures Continues comic, which I was subscribed to until I forgot to update my debit card information with uh, DC's mailing list. <laughs> they actually put that backstory into the animated series universe depending on whether or not one believes the comic book series that's out right now is, is a part of the same universe or not. It's supposed to be obviously but you know. Um, so they had that in there and, and so they inserted that into the backstory of Batman the animated series uh, Thomas Wayne working on a young Falcone. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh I sure remember was Carmine. I did read that. I own that comic. Uh-huh. Was Falcon? I don't know if he was in the original animated series. Or like the, I don't think. I don't remember right now. I remember, remember what Fat Tony or something. I can't remember. It's well, they had Daggett. So time. They had Daggett, and like he was sort of the gangster type. Was like, he the fat one with the white hair? No, that was. Oh, who was that? That wasn't Daggett. That was um. Dang it. <laughs> Can't remember his Maybe name. Maybe well, that was. Uh, I know who you're talking about like uh, Maroni. I can, I can was see. that Maroni? No, no, I don't think either one of them existed in the comic world yet. At that point, and they oh, weren't really? in the animated series. I don't uh-huh. think. It's been so long. I forget when these things so, were written. It's even. I don't. I don't know that they were introduced in the Long Halloween. I think they pre-existed. I'm pretty per. I think I think they existed before the Long Halloween. Okay, but. I'm pretty positive there was a Falcone in the anime series because I I just remember the voice actor being Falcone, <laughs> hmm. but I don't know. It could be. I I'm own it. I should rewatch it. What do you think of a? Uh, I, I didn't like the guy, the actor who did the voice of Falcone in this. I didn't like him at first, but then later, like I picked up on a little bit more of the accent. So I was oh, like, okay. It, it got better, but like initially, I was like, he sounds too young was my first thought like, honestly I didn't really notice didn't really have any issues with his voice um alright um so you got some notes there so yeah yeah I got some notes what's here your, what's, your, what's your first note I didn't have any notes on Falcone but I did have notes on uh or thoughts if I didn't write it down on some of the other characters you know uh, I know this does not this film does not take place in the animated series universe but to me it watching it the second time it feels like it could and I mm. love that about it it's like a big shout out I love the art style I love the art deco designs of Gotham yeah. City yeah. yeah yeah, the shadows mm-hmm. the coloring it just reminds me so much of the anime series and um, I wonder if they they drew it on black you know maybe I don't know maybe I don't know if they this do is, everything on computers nowadays yeah or this is probably digital I don't know um, but if they because I know for the anime series like the hand drawn yeah. cells and stuff they use black backgrounds which was such a cool idea. And I loved uh, the art designs of uh, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, I mean, Selena was different. I loved her as Catwoman in this. And yeah, she, she did look a little different than the, yeah. the comic. Little, Gordon little, looked very, younger, very little, similar. Selena herself, I think she had a little different personality. I mean, everyone's younger in this anyway. I love little, little Batgirl, little Barbara Jr. Oh, yeah. With her freckles and her teeth. She's so cute and adorable in this. <laughs> By the way, Batgirl Barbara uh, Barbara Gordon is my favorite Bat family member. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you'll be really honest. Absolute I think, favorite. I think, mine, I think she's mine, too. Because, like, 
she's obviously the coolest Batgirl, yeah. and I loved her in the animated series. Like, yeah, she, absolutely. And um, and then of course when she becomes Oracle, yeah. like she's like she like reclaims her life, like and continues fighting crime. She's a redhead. Even after she got <laughs> sh- shot and traumatized, yeah, um, by the Joker. Um, yeah. By the way, if you <clears throat> if y'all haven't watched or read the Killing Joke yet. Be warned. It's I your children. Very yeah. It's very intense. Not for yeah. It's not for kids. That's for sure. Um, although most Batman it's isn't for isn't kids. nowadays. Oh yeah. Joker Wait. has its kids whip around uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon for a little there. Oh it, oh yeah. His his weird. <laughs> that like, was weird. Weird imagery. demon children. <laughs> yeah, that was some weird imagery right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's they're naked. You know, it's like everybody's naked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's an important story in the Batman universe, but it's not one of my favorites to read yeah. or, or watch. Yeah. Like, other, of course, that's I mean, not I, what we're viewing uh, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Mark Hamill came back for this. Oh. So Mark yes. Hamill did did the voice of the Joker. Yeah. Different hair. Love movie. the Joker still. Oh yeah, yeah, Joker energy right there. I love it. I mean, the character had a different art style, not Mark Hamill. <laughs> Yeah, and like he still has the 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 classic Joker mannerisms, but yeah. the nice thing about when Mark is it gets a chance to do one of the movies is that usually it's it's darker, you know, it's it's more I mean his first first foray with that was like all the way back um in Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yeah. Like they were able to go a little darker with it being a PG rating yeah. and stuff like um so that in my opinion, like until the Nolan series, like that was the best Batman movie. Um, I'm still like, torn about the Nolan Joker. I, I won't argue it. It was a great performance, though. Yeah, but yeah. very different than oh yeah than yeah. Hamill. Like very different than Nicholson too. Like I feel like Nicholson was like a a failed attempt at channeling <laughs> Caesar <laughs> Romero. I haven't watched that in years. Yeah, well, I rewatched it for one of these episodes actually early on in the podcast, <clears throat> and uh, I didn't end up finishing it because I didn't have time that day. But like, because I, I was trying to give it another chance, it's like because my the first time watching it because I had been spoiled on the animated series. Spoiled. And I might have even seen one or two of. I definitely had seen Batman Begins before I saw um, Tim Burton's Batman, and yeah, like. But after getting spoiled on Mark Hamill's Joker, like I, I just I couldn't get into Jack Nicholson, huh. and then Michael Keaton was just so stiff as yeah. Bruce Wayne and Batman. Honestly, well, like, you know one of the reasons he was so stiff is because the costume he couldn't turn his head. <laughs> oh no, I mean as Bruce Wayne, he was just stiff. I'm joking. <laughs> had like no emotion, but but in a bad way. Like it's yeah. not. Because, like, with Robert Pattinson's performance in The Batman, like, he doesn't... is You sense the undercurrent of emotion underneath. Like, it's, like, just boiling under the surface. And he's, like, suppressing it. But you can see it right there under the surface. Whereas with with uh, Michael Keaton's performance, like, you just sense nothing. Like, at least I didn't. Like, I didn't sense any inner life or, like, he was feeling anything... Oh, he was feeling something, Richard. He was feeling... 
Oh, you're hot. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, with yeah, he had two two beautiful ladies uh, in the first two movies. It was uh, every between, time uh, every oh. time Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne, he's a beautiful woman. He's just like I'm Batman. It's <laughs> <laughs> just I'm Batman. <laughs> well, you're pretty. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's a safe word. <laughs> it's a safe word. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> You told me you were Batman on the first date. I thought you were joking. <laughs> Bruce? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. By the way, Batman performance. So Jensen Ackles did the voice of Batman slash Bruce Wayne in this one. I was uh, going to ask. What do, you, what do you think of him compared to Kevin Conroy? Like, Well, maybe it's because it's late, almost midnight on Monday, but... I was just wondering the whole time, is that Kevin and Conroy? Uh, you just told me it wasn't, so I know it's not now. Uh, I thought he did a good job. Um, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention, though. I mean, I definitely enjoyed his performance as Batman. If I might be really tired, because I don't sleep at night. But haha. Uh, but um, I must have really liked it if I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously, obviously he's channeling, <laughs> channeling some of the work that Conroy has has done. But yeah, I like I like Eccles. Like he, that he must does, be it. He does a good Batman. I've I've seen a couple of other animated movies. He's done quite a few um, Batman performances in the animated movie universe. What else has he done? He was in Supernatural. Like he was one of the main characters. He was also on Smallville. Oh, cool! So, so he's been in the DC. Cool. Okay. Well, Supernatural's not DC, but like the WB world. Now. He's been in the Warner <laughs> Brothers world for. Oh wait, it is. No, I'm kidding. I was gonna. Um, but he's yeah, he's worked with Warner Brothers for a long time. Like ever since, like he started out on Smallville. What's well, in Batman by the Third Degree? Because they had a Scooby Doo crossover. <laughs> and Scooby Doo is totally knows Batman Robin. Uh, <laughs> Ratman? <laughs> no, that's a different yep. superhero. Sorry, Scooby. <laughs> there were so many Batman spoofs. Oh. <laughs> anyway, okay, what uh, what other Batman animated films does he voice Batman in? Eccles? Yeah. I believe he did Under the Red Hood. I think he did the voice in that one. What is that? The one Bad Blood. I think he might have done yeah. Bad Blood. He's done several of the newer ones. Like Conroy doesn't get involved as much as as he used to these days. So I think Eccles kind of, has kind of been become yeah. the heir apparent to Conroy. I'm sure they've had maybe. Actually, I don't know if they've had other people, but yeah, Eccles has done quite a few. I think. Oh, there's. I haven't enjoyed every person they've gotten to play Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Now I do know I like on the Dark Knight Returns they had um, Peter Weller did it like um, um, RoboCop. RoboCop. Yeah, the was actor, that the guy who played RoboCop? Peter Weller. I think that's his name. Peter Weller. He did the voice of Batman, like sixty-year-old Batman. You know, on Dark Knight Returns. Oh, One Dark Knight. I thought you said Batman Returns. No, I was Dark so Knight. confused. Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I thought that fit well with that yes, universe. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah, I think it did. Uh, I can't remember what movie it was, but I think it was. It might have been a movie that co-starred Superman, but there's some someone, some movie out there I hated. Well, I disliked. Hate's a strong word. I disliked 
there's one or two voice actors I've disliked in the role of Batman, but you know it's probably just because I've been I have an Im, uh, I wouldn't say an image obviously, but I have a preference in my head because I've heard Kevin Conroy's voice for so long. Yeah. Oh man. I yeah. mean, he's he's still dang. Like when I think Batman. Like if I'm ranking I'm ranking the Batmans and I lump you know, and I can include voice acting and live action together. I think I'd have to rank him number one. Uh, I believe Robert Pattinson would be. Well, actually, dang it! Did you know Kevin Conroy has played Batman in live action too? Has he? Oh yeah, yeah and the, he did a little cameo yeah. in the. Was it the Flash? At least show one or? episode. Did you see that? I haven't, but I, I saw like a photo from it, oh, okay. and I, I like some somebody was posting about it. I was like, ah, oh. but um. Yeah, I think he he'll probably always be my my number one Batman. My number two, like, dang, because they're 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 in different seasons of of life. Because I liked both Ben Affleck, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Robert Pattinson. Yeah, me too. So they're almost like a tie, but like they're like older Batman. Like uh, Affleck did a really good job, I thought, and um. And I thought he would because, like, I had seen a couple of more hardcore movies that he was in, and he did a good job. But anyway, back to the the film. What do you think of the art art style? Do you think they did a good job? I loved it. Well, you haven't seen the you haven't read the comic yet, but they no, showed some no, of the, the comic. they showed some of the panels from it in the intro. Cool. So you could see the art style. I think I remember some of the art style. I remember the Catwoman costume is very different. In the comic, right? Than in this anime um, version, it's pretty close. Oh, it is. Yeah, Maybe I'm thinking about. I a think it was story. a her, the headpiece was a little different. Wasn't it purple though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a little, yeah, little more, thinking, little more of a purple hue. I am thinking of the same thing though. I think it was purple, and didn't they have yellow claws or something, or mm. an emphasis on the claws? And the cat ears oh, were sure. bigger. The cat ears were different. Yeah, they they did, they did tweak her a little bit. Her costume. Uh, I think that the animated version draws a lot of inspiration from the animated series of the nineties. That that that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I liked I liked the editing and like the the pacing was good. Like like it felt it felt like the comic. Oh, cool! Like if that makes sense. Like and they obviously they did two parts, so like they were able to slow it down and like really um, pace it out. Like. Excuse me. What did you think of the art style? What I liked you... it. Like, it, although Harvey Dent kept reminding me of uh, Archer. <laughs> <laughs> I have not From, seen Archer. I haven't either. I haven't either. But cartoon, like, right? Oh, okay. yeah. I, I Was it the same voice actor? Oh no! I don't, oh, okay. No, just the art style kept reminding oh, me. Okay. Harvey Dent's okay. face like kept reminding me of Archer. Um, I don't know if they have any of the same artists working on the two of them, but it just knows? made me think of that. <clears throat> but yeah, like it, it, it felt it had a different feel than the other animated movies. Like they were, it's like they were very much trying to capture a, a, a different tone with it. I felt, um, and yeah, trying to do like at least an homage to Tim Sale's work. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Which yeah, like I found out it's interesting. That. Like, so I was watching. I think I sent you the link to it. I was watching a, or listening to an interview. He did with uh, Talent Search, I think, is Talent Talk. 
Oops. It's towel talk. YouTube, touch my mic. YouTube channel, like, um, <clears throat> but apparently Tim Sale is colorblind. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. So he does not do any of his own coloring. He just does the uh, the inking. Is that the right word? Like the penciling, inking, penciling, and inking. I mean, and to be he honest, does, he does shading as well. Yeah. Like he does his own cool. shading. I I think that black and white comics are very beautiful. Uh, I think I almost prefer them, or maybe I do prefer them over color. But, but you know, it takes a true, someone who truly knows what they're doing to make a good black and white comic. Because color hides a lot of mistakes in artist's work. It mm. really does. No, that makes sense. Like he, um, oh man, that reminds me of back when I, you remember that iPod I had like way back in like 2007? Like I had the iPod that had no. a little screen on it. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> This is, um, yeah, 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. <clears throat> but I had this, they had this series, I don't know if it's still on iTunes, but it was um, animated comics, and it was called Batman Black and oh, White. Oh, yeah, no, I remember uh, you showing me that, that back then. Yeah. Though. Yeah. That was really cool. Like, And, um, yeah, I, I like animated comics. Like, it's just it's interesting. Like, like very very much a strong emphasis on the voice acting obviously with with not as much animation going on but but still it just it feels cool like a, cool I've always liked those but um but also made me think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like wasn't the original oh black and white yeah wasn't it originally black and white or oh, isn't yeah, it yeah definitely yeah like the original uh you know we could comics. do a whole a whole uh thing just on that but yeah the original was it was just a one off i mean Peter Lard and Kevin Eastman never thought they'd make more than one issue. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a un, unlicensed Daredevil spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, of course, you know the origin of the turtles have been edited and changed, so it's not relying on Marvel Comics anymore. But yeah, Matt Murdock buys four pet turtles. Uh, and he's taking them home little little boy Matt Murdock uh, in New York City he's taking them home and he gets hit in the head with some uh, some sort of radioactive canister oh, yeah. a barrel or something a toxic waste or something it blind it splashes out blinds Matt Murdock and it gets on the turtles and the turtles fall down a sewer drain <laughs> that is the original origin of the turtles that's because hilarious. Kevin and Peter were really huge fans of uh, Daredevil's pets. Was that Roger McKenzie that created Daredevil? I don't remember right now. No, no, uh, it was Frank. Frank of uh, Batman: uh, The Dark Miller? Knight Returns. Yeah, Frank uh, Miller. Okay, he uh, created Daredevil. Well, maybe he didn't create Daredevil, but well, he, he did. He was, he, or he made his name with yeah. Daredevil in the eighties, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember if maybe Red Roger McKenzie created Daredevil. I don't remember anymore. I mean, they both. Uh, Roger McKenzie. Well, they're both writers, aren't they? I haven't heard the name, so I'm not sure. Uh, well, Roger McKenzie's definitely a writer. Frank Miller does his own writing. I think. Yeah. I think he does his own writing and art. He does everything. Like, yeah, I was confused. I mean, about he probably that. has some people that help with coloring yeah. and such, but like, I think he does both. Yeah, but Frank Miller. I don't remember who created Daredevil right now, but Frank Miller. It was Stan Lee. Stan Lee created everything. Ha 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 ha! Screw you, Steve Ditko. No, <laughs> anyway, that's a long story. Oh, I'm yeah. joking about Steve Ditko. Sort of, sort of like the Bob Kane, Bill Finger yeah, thing in yeah. DC, where Stan took credit for everything. Yeah, it's 
rest his soul anyway um <laughs> uh joke though i'm being very reverent nerd tonight <laughs> that's right well we should probably wrap this up so two thumbs up for this movie we're doing the yeah, Siskel and Ebert th- rating hey, system. I, I'm giving it two thumbs up, and I'm giving an extra third thumbs up for Batman giving Grundy a Thanksgiving dinner, because that's my Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And Batman and Catwoman just Born. need to get married already. Born. Oh, I know it, damn it. <laughs> like, at least in Dark Knight Rises, they run off to France together. You know, like... Yeah. They almost um, got married in the last decade of comics, but, like, the writer got replaced and it didn't happen or something. Yeah, it's kind of one of those where like it's the the constant will they won't they is more interesting than if they actually got married. But yeah, they should they got to do it at some point. At least one iteration where yeah, I think they did it married. in Earth Two. Do they? Okay. Yeah, and the Huntress is their daughter in Earth Two. Really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like the Huntress character. Like I first first found out about her through the um, Batman No Man's Land novel. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to read those. Yeah. Then later, I saw her in some movies and then some comics and stuff. But um, I think that was my first exposure to her character. That was through the because she's like protecting and she's trying to fill in the gap while Batman's gone at the beginning of like almost the first half of the novel. Like Batman's gone; he's just not any. You know, he's in uh, the first act, I guess you will. And then he finally comes back to Gotham. Um. Oh yeah, are we talking about Catwoman? I zoned out. <laughs> no, it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> okay, we need to we need to wrap this up because we need to get to bed. <laughs> if it's okay, I got one important burning question. The last thing, yeah, I know the truth because I've seen both part one and two, mm-hmm. and you don't remember what you read in Long Halloween because it's been a long time. So you're the only one between the two of us that doesn't know who is the killer. Who is the holiday killer? Yeah. So so. It, it got me a bit. I'm not um, going to answer. Because, like, I was thinking it was. Uh... Wait a minute. So, I've got several different things running through my brain. Like, I, I was thinking it was Alberto. But what I'm thinking now is that he did do some of them. But then Dent also got involved in some of it. But I don't remember if there was a third person involved or not. So I feel like there was more than one, but I may be wrong about that. It's been so long since I read the comic. Are you sure um, it wasn't the Joker since he likes his uh, multiple choice answers? Oh yeah. Well, I know that much. I'm I know that it you. wasn't the Joker. No. Well, why the why the baby bottle nipple? It's a silencer. But it was well, also it's also supposed to be like a um, a signature. You know, like serial killers like to leave a signature. You know, so he leaves something to do with the holiday there, you know, like pumpkin the first time and then a snow globe at Christmas and I forget what he left at Thanksgiving, like just a lot of blood. (laughs) A lot of blood. It was turkey blood. Um, Pumpkin pie. Maybe they left a slice of pumpkin pie. But if if Alberto didn't do anything, then I'm like, poor Alberto. Alberto shot to death and then chopped up so game shark chum uh, I want to talk about we'll have to talk about more of that later after we finish watching part two um, yeah maybe we could do that next week and do part two next week but right? before we watch part two I just want to say I don't know why I know why there's a baby nipple I don't know 
why a baby bottle nipple baby nipple that's weird baby <laughs> bottle nipple uh, but I don't know why the killer is leaving holiday things are they trying to pin it on holiday, uh, calendar man I don't know Oh, well, maybe I'll remember after we watch part two but well yeah, yeah. I'm done yeah I don't I don't recall either but yeah we're right up at 30 minutes with this review so we need to stop so nerds uh, to finish out the episode uh, Will and I will be doing our weekly segments I'll be doing a sci-fi focus uh, this week I'll be talking about the one and only James T. Kirk in nice. my uh, Captains of Star Trek series and then we'll be talking about what uh well uh it's been over a decade since i originally watched it i've been catching up on to talk about i like to talk about a little slightly more obscure things you might not know so this time uh i'm talking about the teenage mutant ninja turtle ova yes that's right the japanese only never came to america teenage mutant ninja turtle anime it only lasted for two episodes and it was created only to sell toys but I will talk about that later. Sounds great. All right, guys. So stay tuned for those two segments. Uh, It'll be coming up right after this message from our sponsors. No, just kidding. Uh, Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Make money. (laughs) Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Let's do it, man. It's brought to you by Duff Beer. Yeah, we just need to get more listeners first. So, hey, guys, (laughs) tell your friends. You know, all all two of our listeners, you know, tell your friends. We have two listeners? (laughs) I don't know. Like it, it tracks it by is, by uh, well, like individual by individual de- devices. So it it tells you like how many discrete listeners you okay, have. I'm picking. But then I know a few of them. Like I like to go and preview it myself sometimes to see how it sounds on different platforms. So I know some of them are me. <laughs> but um, I had one one person from Hong Kong. Believe it or not. Wow. Um. So thank you, whoever you are. From Hong Kong. Whoever you are. Yeah. And as you said, uh, feel free to leave a voice message. We can include it in a future episode. And uh, reach out on Instagram. It's at irreverent nerd. At irreverent. I believe it's at irreverent underscore nerd. That's right. At irreverent underscore nerd. On Instagram, you can can DM me there. I I manage the account there. And uh, at this point, I'm the only one posting. But Will may eventually... Send me some some stuff to put on there, because cool. now we are a joint effort. So anyway, yeah. So coming up next, sci-fi focus, then Japan jaunt with Will, and that'll finish up this week's episode. As always, thanks for listening, fellow nerds. This is cartoonist Will, and welcome to today's Japan jaunt. On today's Japan jaunt, we're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anime OVA. That's right. There actually was a Ninja Turtles OVA. It is obscure. It released in the 90s. Uh, Actually, the first episode released in 96 and the second episode released in 97 and that is it. There were only two episodes each lasting 25 minutes long and uh, the name of this anime is uh, goes by two different names the Japanese to English name is Mutant Turtles Superman Legend, although I believe that some people are calling it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Legend of the Super Mutant. Uh, anyway, uh, what's interesting about this anime, uh, well, first of all, it was only created to sell toys. 
big shocker for Team and T back in the day, right? <laughs> no shock at all. Uh, so the toys were released in 1995. Uh, there were two toy lines, the Super Mutant toy line and the Metal Mutant toy line, uh, or Metal Mutation, I think. Uh, I don't know if these toys ever came to America. I believe these that these were Japanese exclusives. Uh, as a matter of fact, the anime itself is a Japanese exclusive. There is no English version of this, and I looked, but I couldn't even find a fan dub. If there's a fan dub out there, I don't know about it. Anyway, so, uh, what is this about? Well, first of all, it's a continuation of the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yes, it is. It is in continuity. Um, the character designs for the four turtles, Splinter, Rocksteady, and Bebop, Krang, and his robot, they all stay the same. Technodrome, as far as I know, is the same. Uh, the humans, like April, however, are now drawn in an anime art style. Uh, Shredder gets a overhaul in his character design and I realize now why that is in the toy line for super mutants even though in this cartoon shredder mutates into this dragon like thing uh, the toy line just has him looking like super shredder from turtles movie 2 or something so that is actually his standard uh, form in this this anime before he mutates a little bit of a bummer like like I said, the, the toy line came out first, and these were created later to sell these toys. Um, anyway, oh, and it was uh, put out onto TV Tokyo back in the day. But uh, all that details, I'm sure you guys can find quite easily on Wikipedia and whatnot. Let's dive into this episode. The episode of uh, episode one starts out uh, giving us a little catching up of an episode that doesn't exist. Uh, it says, last time on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the turtles are in Dimension X, so they're in the king, the Neutrino Kingdom. You remember the Neutrinos from the original series? Uh, one of the first few episodes of that series, as they're preparing to fight the giant giant uh, Krang, I believe it would be appropriate to say Kaiju Krang, ha ha ha. But anyway, um, in the original 87 series, we met the Neutrino Teenagers in their hot rods. Anyway, uh, anyway, so that's a reference to that. So in this uh, prequel that doesn't exist, it explains that the Turtles uh, released Chris Mew. Maybe a play on Crystal Mew. I don't know. Mew is a Japanese word for silence, I, by the way, if I remember correctly. Um, they released the good uh, spirit of hope and light, Chris Mew, out of her Mutastone imprisonment. And she, in turn, and basically she's a fairy with wings, if you wanted to know. She's an anime fairy, a little tiny anime fairy. Hey, listen. In, anyway, uh, so she gives the turtles four mutastones. Quick note, in the toy line, Splinter had a mutation, he, but that does not happen in, in the anime. Thank God. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, because all the mutations are quite ugly. Every single one of them. I hate Shredder. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so speaking of that, Rocksteady, Bebop, and Shredder also get Mutastones when they, uh, steal the Dark Mutastone, which imprisons Dark Mew, the twin fairy sister, dark half, whatever, of, uh, Chris Mew, uh, and so they escape, uh, 
to the Technodrome, the Turtles go back to New York. Our episode begins, um, basically what's happening is, uh, as Krang is trying to awaken and break Dark Mew out of her imprisonment in the Dark Muta Stone, uh, stars, uh, in our Milky Way galaxy start disappearing. An astronaut up there on a shuttle gets freaked out, and there's this running joke about how NASA doesn't believe him and just claims he left his glasses at home. Um, what time is it? I think that our Japan shot's almost over. There's just a lot to cover here. It's really great. Well, uh, point taken, it's just really weird, and, and it's just wonderful. I think it holds up a lot better than the actual 87 cartoon series, and honestly, we should have gotten this instead of uh, the next mutation, which by I love Venus de Milo, but on all accounts, it's a terrible show. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. So the uh, Turtles OVA, the first one, Turtles basically turn into these human, green humans wearing armor. They're Power Rangers. They're, it's a Super Sente genre for Episode 1. Uh, Chris Mew does break out of her prison. Um, she, she does the whole Rita thing, you know, from Power Rangers, uh, Rita Repulsa. She... Make my monster grow on Shredder. Zaps him. He turns into a kaiju. A kaiju dragon. Yes. Yes, it happens. New York is completely destroyed by a tsunami due to Dark Mew trying to destroy the Earth, uh, which is Krang's plan because he's just fed up. He's like, I'm not going to conquer Earth. I'm just, I'm just going to destroy the thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... Um, and the turtles have this ability to turn into what's called the Super Turtle Saint. But, uh, and they can fly in outer space. Uh, Splinter is a complete and total bad butt. Yes, because Captain America wants me to watch my language. Yes, a complete and total bad butt in this show. Uh, it's an anime. There are key attacks, not by the turtles, but by Dark Mew. Uh, Dark Mew throws a spirit bomb from uh, straight out of Dragon Ball Z at Splinter. And you know what he does? He stops it with his bare freaking hands and throws it aside. Uh, no, wait, did I say Dark Mew? That, no, that was Kaiju Shredder that threw the spirit bomb, but it's still freaking amazing, man. Uh, so the episode ends with uh, the turtles turn into the unified one-person turtle saint, uh, but they cannot unify their minds to control the body properly, so Chris Mew has to sacrifice herself to stop Dark Mew and imprison both of them. Uh, there's a some uh, anime uh, boob bouncing jiggling here. If this come to America, it would have been censored. Anyway, um, and hilariously, the astronaut in the shuttle saves the turtles because uh, this uh, turtle saint mutation only lasts for three minutes or a hundred seconds, depending on if you believe the subtitles or what the uh, screen actually says. <laughs> yep, there's some English that says a hundred seconds when Splinter. Uh, Shows him a little hourglass. Speaking of which, he's a total bad butt. He astral projects like Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi out into outer space to tell the turtles, hey, your time's almost running up. So anyway, you know what? Let's talk about episode two in our next Japan jaunt. Anyway, until then, this is Cartoonist Will. Take care. Bye. Captain James Tiberius Kirk, the adventurist, courageous leader, faithful friend, protector of the oppressed, interstellar ladies' man. Yes, 
he is all of these things. And the man has gravitas. I just rewatched the TOS episode, Court Martial. Kirk's commitment to his integrity, even in the face of dire consequences, is admirable. He inspired the loyalty and trust of his two closest friends, Spock and McCoy. These men were willing to disagree, on record, with the computer log evidence. Evidence which bore no obvious signs of tampering, and yet they staked their reputations on their captain's character. This is the kind of loyalty Kirk inspires. And, let us not forget, the man knows how to have fun. Granted, that fun frequently got him in deep shit, (laughs) but he somehow managed to get out of it over and over again. Until he didn't. The Star Trek film, which many consider their favorite, The Wrath of Khan, shows Kirk finally forced to reckon with his own mortality. He loses his closest friend, and he grieves. Who of us who have seen Kirk slumped down against the glass, back to back with his friend, eyes staring, longing for it not to be true, and not felt something? Damn it, Jim. You're a human after all. So very human. Is that not enough? I think it is. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd. That is at irreverent underscore nerd. We also have a YouTube channel appropriately titled Irreverent Nerd. If you'd like to leave a voice message to be included on a future episode, go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd forward slash message and drop us a line. Until next time, our fellow nerds, Make it so. May the force be with you. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman.